This is episode 3 of the One Idea Podcast. How scammers use digital marketing in scams. This podcast is produced by Evolve and Adapt, a certified marketing consultancy firm based in Singapore and Malaysia. If you need the strategy and marketing implementation work for your business to succeed in the digital economy, reach out to us at evolveadapt.com. Dear citizens, my name is JC Sum. I'm a certified marketing management consultant and the author of Evolve, Adapt or Collapse. I'd like to share a news article from Channel News Asia dated 21st February 2022. The link to the original article will be shared in the show notes. The title of the news article is Google Ad Bank Scam. Victim tells how she was duped of nearly 20,000 Singapore dollars in sophisticated ploy. The nightmare for Mrs. Wong, not her real name, began on December 12th last year when a Grab app notified her that its Grab Pay auto top-up function was having problems. These notifications, which she said had insufficient funds in her bank account, had been popping up over the last few days, Mrs. Wong told Channel News Asia. She said her GrabPay wallet was linked to a Maybank credit card, so she checked her Maybank account and confirmed she had enough money in there. That fateful Sunday, Mrs. Wong, 48, decided to settle the issue once and for all. The beauty consultant picked up her handphone and did a Google search for Maybank's customer service number. The number appeared in the first result, which she remembered was not labelled as an advertisement. She insisted that it looked legitimate enough. The person who picked up the phone identified himself as one Freddie Hing from Maybank. Mrs Wong said he sounded professional, listening to her problems and asking the right questions. He asked for her name, address, birth date, email and where she opened her Maybank account. She gave them all. It was exactly how a Maybank employee would sound, she said. Mrs. Wong was told that her account was frozen as part of an anti-scam campaign conducted by the police. Grab was not part of this campaign, he said, hence the top-up issue. To resolve this, Mrs. Wong would need to transfer her money to another Maybank account, she was told. Adding to the air of legitimacy, Freddie Hing did not give any account details over the phone. These would be sent over SMS and email. Mrs. Wong got them and gave them a second glance. The SMS appeared in the same Maybank thread that the bank used to send one-time passwords. The email appeared to be sent by Maybank with an official-looking header picture and did not have typographical errors. They looked credible, Mrs. Wong thought. Mrs. Wong increased her transfer limit and proceeded to send almost $19,000 to the other account, which she said had been created under her name. Soon, Freddie Hing called again to confirm the transfer was done. Mrs. Wong said yes and went back to work. The article continues to report that Mrs. Wong realised she might have been scammed, so contacted the real Maybank and the police. The scam in question is known as a phishing scam. Phishing is spelt P-H-I-S-H-I-N-G. According to Wikipedia, it is a type of social engineering when an attacker sends a fraudulent example spoofed, fake or otherwise deceptive message designed to trick a person into revealing sensitive information to the attacker or to deploy malicious software on the victim's infrastructure like ransomware. There has been quite a lot of such scams on the rise in Singapore recently. 
most notably the OCBC phishing scam. The scam, which saw nearly 800 customers losing a combined 13.7 million Singapore dollars, mostly over the year-end festive period, was by far the most serious phishing scam involving spoofed SMSs impersonating banks. In the case of the OCBC phishing scam, the victims were sent text messages, apparently from the bank, with links for them to supposedly log into their accounts. However, unknown to them, they were logging into a fake site that looked like the bank's site. Within minutes of keying in their account information and one-time password, the scammers hijacked the bank account and transferred all their money out. The Maybank phishing scam I shared in the article earlier is a bit different and is actually even more sophisticated. In this case, there was no phishing link included in the text message to click on. The first message also did not originate from the bank, but from Grab, a well-known app that most people would be on. I should point out that the headline of the news article is actually incorrect. It says Google ad scam, but the victim specifically said she did not click on an ad. This is what makes this particular scam so sophisticated. First, let me explain what a Google ad is, or in this case, more specifically, a Google search ad. It is an ad that appears at the top of a Google search results page. You will often see the top three listings with the word ad beside it. These are advertisements and are not organic results. Any advertiser with a Google ad account in good standing can set up and run a Google search ad. To keep the explanation simple, the advertiser pays Google to show their ad when a user types in a trigger keyword into the Google search bar. The trigger keyword in this case is likely Maybank or Maybank customer service. So in this case, if the scammer were to use Google Ads, when someone searches for Maybank or Maybank customer service, the scammer's website link will appear as an ad. An unsuspecting victim might then click on the ad, which brings them to a copy of the Maybank site, but with their fake customer service telephone number on it, and probably a fake email address too. These contact points will then direct the victim to the scammer's fake call centers. However, coming back to the Channel News Asia report, the victim specifically claimed she did not click on an ad, but clicked on an organic link. That means the scammers were even more sophisticated and are employing a digital marketing tactic known as search engine optimization, also known as SEO. SEO refers to the technique of optimizing a website so that it is more likely to be shown at the top of search results for a search engine like Google, Yahoo, or Bing. In this particular scam, the scammers had the technical expertise to build a lookalike Maybank website and then optimize the site so that it would appear in the first results of a Google search when someone searched for Maybank customer service. SEO is a complex and specific type of digital marketing. It requires knowledge of different aspects of SEO, such as technical SEO, on-page SEO, and off-page SEO. In the context of the scam, it makes it even harder for someone to identify the scam because the link they click on is not an ad, but what is known as an organic link, which the victim finds on their own. And in this case, the scammers used an offline to online to offline strategy. It is a hybrid scam that is actually very devious. To use a quote by mentalist Max Maven, it is a thing of terrifying beauty. 
the scammers first sent out mass text messages. They obviously used an automated system and had access to Maybank's customer contact details. The deviousness of the text message was that it did not include any contact info or links and was not even from Maybank, but from Grab. This well-thought-out trap allowed victims to seemingly call the Maybank customer service hotline on their own initiative. The scammers banked on the fact that most people would not know the Maybank customer service number and would perform a Google search for it. This is where their SEO site came in. Victims would discover the site at the top of Google search results, click on the link and call the fake customer service number and this is when the scam was brought offline once again. If you do not have knowledge of SEO or digital marketing, I can imagine that your head is already spinning. It is important to note that SEO is just one form of digital marketing. Digital marketing today is very complex and refers to any kind of marketing that is done online. This includes SEO, as we just discussed, paid advertising, content marketing, influencer marketing, email marketing, and social media marketing, just to name the most common forms. Scammers are using all forms of digital marketing to try to scam people. I'm sure you've seen shady ads, social media posts, videos, and emails that seem suspicious. So how can you protect yourself from being scammed online? Here are some tips, so write them down. Number one, if you have to visit a website specifically to check an online account or to make changes to your settings, never click through a link in a text message, WhatsApp message, direct message, private message, email, or a pigeon with a note tied to its leg. This includes links for logging into your bank accounts, Google accounts, social media accounts, or even sites like Netflix, Amazon, eBay, or Shopee. Always go to your internet browser and type in the website address or URL directly in the address bar. That is the top bar at the top of your internet browser such as Chrome, Safari or Edge. If you do not know the website address, do a Google search but once again be very vigilant and type in the website address directly into the address bar instead of clicking a link, just to be safe. Tip number two. Be extra vigilant when clicking on ads or content that offer investment opportunities, cash back, bonus points that are convertible to cash, quick or free money. These ads may appear on your social media feed, on Google search result pages or third-party websites. Sometimes scammers will even create full websites with social channels to create the illusion of a legitimate enterprise. The scam could take on any form such as a Ponzi scheme. So it is best to just be very careful at every step and defer to friends who might be more knowledgeable in this area. Tip number three, whenever you receive emails from banks, government agencies, courier companies, online marketplaces, Google, or any organization that wants you to confirm account information or to make payments, always check the actual email address that the email is being sent from. Do not just look at the display name. Scammers always change the display name to misrepresent themselves. The email content may also look exactly like the real thing because scammers will duplicate headers, logos, and email signatures. So be sure to click on the email and look at the actual email address. Make sure it is from a legitimate email. If not, ignore it. Tip number four. If an opportunity requires you to make a deposit, advance payment, or purchase an item and wait to be rebated with a commission, it is a scam.
The most common version of the scam is in the form of ads promoting part-time jobs with attractive daily payouts. They pose as an affiliate marketing company that helps small e-commerce sellers boost their sales and ratings. First of all, affiliate marketing companies do not work in this way, but that is not important in this context. Let me share an extract of a report from the Straits Times dated 12 May 2021. Mr. Johnson Poon, a 20-year-old full-time national serviceman, was offered a job as an affiliate marketing associate and was promised a daily salary of between $300 to $500. But it came with a catch. He was told that he was required to make advanced purchases for products on e-commerce site Shopee to boost sales and was assured that he would get his money back plus a small commission after an item was purchased. Instead of paying for the products on the platform though, Mr. Poon was instructed to transfer money to a bank account number provided by the scammer. Mr. Poon sensed that the deal was too good to be true, but was convinced by the scammers that they were part of a marketing team in Shopee to boost click rates for certain products. Within minutes of taking up the job on Monday, Mr. Poon made a $15 profit from two assignments that involved transferring $40 and $150 of his own money. Emboldened, he heeded instructions to transfer larger sums totaling $2,200. The scammers then claimed they could not pay him back as his job account had been frozen due to settlement issues. Mr. Poon had to pay hefty fees amounting to more than $4,500 to fix those issues. I just wanted to get my money back, so I did what they told me to, he said. By the end of the day, he had transferred more than $6,700 to them. Realizing he had been cheated, Mr. Poon lodged a police report on Monday night. Our Evolve and Adapt team member, Alif, who works on the podcast, had a similar encounter with such a scam last year too. He noticed an ad for a part-time job on his IG feed and out of curiosity, contacted the scammers via a WhatsApp number. It played out exactly as reported above, but thankfully, Alif was smart enough to turn them down and never got started on the scam. So beware of such dubious job offers that promise lucrative returns for minimal effort. Tip number five. If a company claims they want to refund or rebate your money out of the blue, it is a scam. This is a very common scam in the US, UK, and Australia, but not so much in Southeast Asia, although they do exist. Here is how the most common version of the scam works. An ad is triggered when a victim visits a website, but this ad is disguised to look like a warning or notification from the computer. It often comes with a flashing text or even sounds. The ad or disguised message claims that the victim's computer has a virus or has been hacked. The victim is requested to call a customer service hotline to resolve it. A number will be on the ad itself. The victim then calls the number, which goes to a fake call center run by the scammers. Well, it's not a fake call center, it does exist, but it's not for technical support or anything like that. Essentially, the victim is told that the antivirus software that comes with the computer allowed a virus to enter the computer. Obviously, this is a lie. As per policy, the victim can request or refund for the cost of the software since it did not protect the computer. The scammer then requests that the victim download a peer-to-peer -peer connection software so they can help repair the computer and initiate the refund. Many victims fear the computer is infected and also are lured by the prospect of the refund, so they comply. 
the refund generally is not a lot of money, ranging from $50 to $300. Once the peer-to-peer -peer software is connected, the scammer has control of the victim's computer. They then ask the victim to log into their PayPal account or bank account so that money can be refunded to them. They tell the victim that they cannot see anything on the computer screen because of the encryption from PayPal or the bank. Of course, this is a lie as well. Once the victim has logged into the account, the scammers can freeze the control of the computer from the victim and blank out the screen on the victim's end. They then proceed to quickly transfer money out of the PayPal or bank account or make purchases in the form of redeemable gift cards. Naturally, the victim realizes this only when it is too late. These type of scammers tend to target the elderly who may not be familiar with computers. Make sure never to give control to your computer to anyone you do not know personally and never ever download any software that a stranger requests you to download. To learn more about the different levels of such scams, check out several informative channels on YouTube that will be shared in the show notes. Finally, tip number six, as a general rule, if something is too good to be true, it is. If you follow this single rule, you probably can avoid 99% of scams. Scammers prey on greed. If you see ads that promise payments, guaranteed return on investments, or daily earnings for simple work, it is almost definitely a scam. Scammers also try to prey on the vulnerable and when you might be at your lowest or most desperate. So as difficult as it might seem, keep a clear mind when looking for solutions to your problems. Don't let your guard down. I trust that after listening to this episode, you'll be much more aware of the different scams that use digital marketing as tools to dupe victims. Let me know in the comments if you have experienced any kind of these scams, if you have been scammed before, or maybe you identified that it was a scam and never fell for it. We'd love to share it with all listeners. The key to scam protection is education and vigilance. So be sure to share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and loved ones for their own protection. Finally, if you'd like to learn how to become a millionaire in three simple steps, just send me $99 and I'll tell you how. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the One Idea Podcast. Catch every episode by subscribing to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on your favorite podcast app. Just search for One Idea, O-N-E-E-Y-E-D-E-E-R. As you know, a podcast needs listeners' reviews to grow, so please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This ensures we can keep this podcast free forever. Check the show notes for details. If you'd like to learn more about the podcast, myself or our consulting firm, head over to oneideapodcast.com. My name is JC Sum and this has been One Idea.